Enjoy the convenience of seven days a week banking and extended hours with Cube from First Arkansas Bank and Trust, member FDIC. Now, let's go to Arkansas's premier basketball recruiting analyst, Kevin Hoopscoop McPherson, for all the latest news for anything and everything basketball. Made possible by Fence Brokers. Fence Brokers, going the extra mile. Well, Kev, you have been doing a yeoman's work keeping up with the now new NBA players from Arkansas. Uh, last week, in fact, I can't get it on my TV right now, or I'll be watching uh, in action, I believe. Is it not right now supposed to be uh, Nick Smith Jr. playing right now? Yeah, he's playing. Well, he's taking a break. He started the game, uh, you know, it's the Hornets versus the Warriors. Game two for Nick and, and the Hornets in the California Classic. The big summer league event is Las Vegas. That starts on Friday. All 30 teams will be in that, but you have two smaller events, California Classic, Salt Lake City, Summer League, and you've got three pro hogs uh, between Smith, Jalen Williams, and Ricky Council IV that are playing these you know, these first few days of July. And then by Friday, all 30 teams will be in Las Vegas, and we'll see guys like Anthony Black, Jordan Walsh, uh, Stanley Amude, um and Adiz Tony, and of course Nick Smith, Jalen Williams, and and Ricky Council Fourth will also be in Vegas, so they'll continue to play. But uh, Smith started; he's got uh, a transition deep two. I thought it was a three. They first credited him with a three, then they changed it to a two. Made his first shot. He's got a nice pocket pass and pick and roll for a dunk for a teammate. Um, but we're almost midway second quarter. He has not checked back in the game after playing the first five minutes, and he's got two points and an assist. I thought I didn't see it. I just read the numbers that you posted. Uh, strong game, I thought, game one for Ricky Council. Yeah, I mean, Ricky did some good things, you know. Uh, played, what, I think, 28 minutes or so. Uh, had 11 points. Was four of eight from the field. He didn't shoot a great percentage at the line, sixty percent. Uh, but he got you know three trips to the line, and we got used to him in Arkansas getting to the free throw line. And so, uh, and then he had six rebounds, which I thought was encouraging as well because he was a very inconsistent rebounder at Arkansas. Um, and then so six six boards, five on the defensive glass. He had a steal uh, that led to a dunk. Um, and so you know he had a a game and it was a game where the Sixers led most of the way. I mean, this is summer league. This is really more about evaluation for these organizations and getting guys opportunities that are young, trying to make make the roster. Uh, but his team led much of the way against the Grizzlies and ended up losing by two at the end. But you know, Ricky Ricky had a, a solid game for a first time out. What are you anticipate? What are you anticipating? I should say. Uh, on the debut of Anthony Black. Well, we're going to find out. That's on Saturday, the eighth. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know, I expect he's going to get a lot of a lot of minutes and the ball in his hand a lot here in summer league. And in fact, you could say that's probably going to be the case when the regular season rolls around, uh, because he was taken sixth overall. And it's an organization that hasn't, you know, they're they're not drafting. They don't. Have, it's not an organization built to win and get to the playoffs uh, as it stands. 
Uh, but it's a team that got better last year. Uh, Paulo Banchero from Duke was the NBA Rookie of the Year, the 6'10 combo forward. So they've got some really good young pieces. It's a team at a lot of size. Uh, but I think you, you bring in Anthony Black at point guard at 6'7", you're just adding more size and, and defensive versatility. They haven't been really good defensively in their backcourt. I think he'll help there. So you know, this is a guy that could be plugged in as a starter from day one. But we're going to see how he does in Summer League. Summer League is so much different than the NBA game. Uh, you know, you've got young players, players who won't even play in the NBA. They'll be mostly in the G League. Might get a couple of 10-day contracts. Some of the guys on these rosters who are getting minutes uh, won't won't play in the NBA at all. So it's a different animal, but it's a good training ground and a good first start for a lot of the higher drafted players and guys that do project to not only be on rosters but factor in their rotations possibly at a young age, and so it's a, a chance for them to get some experience early. Kevin, with the game with uh, the Hornets and the Warriors, does Moses Moody, does he play in these games? I know Jalen Williams no, he's, played for Oklahoma he's City. Been, uh-huh. Yeah, Jalen's in year two. Moses in year three. This is the first summer that Moses is not having to play. Uh, usually your veteran players won't. You'll see some third-year guys play that haven't played a lot. The Oklahoma City Thunder have a policy that their first and second year players play in the summer league. So the other Jalen Williams from Santa Clara, who was runner up for rookie of the year last season in the NBA, who started most of the season for the Thunder, he's playing as well because he's in his second year. So it's just a policy they have. And so that's what we're seeing right now uh, with, with uh, both Jalen Williams is playing. Chet Hungram, who missed his rookie season, injured mm-hmm. last year, the number two overall pick. Obviously, he's playing, um, you know, but, but you, because, because of the way Oklahoma City in the regular season plays, it's, it's 15 rotation. I mean, they play everybody just about every game. And so this is a very experienced summer league team, one that's kind of an anomaly when you compare it to other ones because you've got guys with a lot of starting experience. Our Jalen Williams, our Jalen Williams had 36 starts last year in his 49 NBA games. So it's almost – you know, we're judging these guys based on a summer league level of competition who have gone up against the best in the NBA a lot already. And, you know, uh, Jay Will had three drawn charges in his first game. Now, look, the NBA made some rule changes on the charge, and it's tougher now for the defensive player to draw the charge because, you know, you have to be in position even sooner uh, in the in the move that the offensive player is making. And so... Uh, you can't just slide in front of guys at the last second like you could before. And uh, But Jay Will takes three charges, had 13 rebounds that leads summer league so far, uh, had eight points, made all of his shots except one, three or four from the field, two or two at the line, um, and had three assists. And Oklahoma City won, you know, by 12, or by double digits, 10 points. Jay Will was plus 12 in the box score in their opener a couple of days ago. So, you know, all the Pro Hogs, uh, uh, two Pro Hogs, Nick Smith Jr. And, and Ricky Council scored in double figures in their debut. Nick Smith had 12 points. Ricky, we said that, uh, had 11. And uh, Jay Will with eight. So, you know, but with Jalen Williams, with the talent they have in, in, in their summer league at Oklahoma City, you're not looking at shot attempts and, and scoring with him. You're looking at all the other things he does that impacts winning. Good all-around game for Jay Will. Uh, definitely in the in the summer league. When do they shift, Kevin, entirely to Vegas? 
Friday. Friday, okay. That's the, those are the those are the openers. And that means for, all for Las Vegas. But the Las Vegas Summer League, all the opening games are on. Well, not all the games will be played on Friday. You'll have some that are like Anthony Black, Jordan Walsh, the Celtics. Their first games will be on Saturday. But opening day for many teams will be Friday. Anxious to see how he, uh, Jordan Walsh, plays with the uh, Celtics in their group. Um, okay, just ignore this one. I, I, I got to read it. Uh, from our Asher Record Service Company live in feedback, Todd says, delete the scoop off of Hoop Scoop because Kevin never gives us tidbits anymore. Do it for the kids, Kevin. Sure, he does. He gives us. He's, he's, he was it a time or two ago. He gave us this entire list of guys who are recruiting for next year, uh, whether they get them or not. I mean, well, what's he supposed to, Kevin? What tidbits could you even give us right now? There, there's not that much going on, is there? Well, everybody wants to know everything all at once. You know, I've been talking about <laughs> this unnamed. Com- commitment yeah, that's true that would be information you wouldn't even have right now if i just waited till, till yeah. they were ready to announce it um what are they waiting on you know, i haven't seen it reported anywhere else so you know that's all right we everybody's gotta gotta have it right now and you know if i can't fulfill that or bring it strip me of my title that's fine <laughs> we, we can take it all away <laughs> <laughs> i don't think chris would appreciate that i i, I you know it's funny because it's just it's just the reality of it. Um, everybody wants to know right now what's you know everything, and you know, there's a reason why it hasn't been announced. Arkansas's got a couple other things that are working through the process with a couple other players, and they want optics to be right, scholarship numbers. Everybody's paying attention to that. So once you get information ahead of other information, everybody's going to be going wild about the numbers. Okay, I want to know now, but I'll wait. All right, hang on, Kevin. We got to take the break. That is Kevin McPherson, better known as Hoop Scoop. Back in a moment. Now let's go to Arkansas's premier basketball recruiting analyst, Kevin Hoop Scoop McPherson, for all the latest news for anything and everything basketball. Made possible by Fence Brokers. Fence Brokers going the extra mile. And let's bring on Shane. Shane. Good afternoon. You have a question or comment for Kevin? Yes, I do. Uh, I've been hearing on on the message board and everything. There's rumors that uh, that the transfers we got coming in that Eric Muscles bringing in that some of them maybe have eligibility issues. And I was wanting to see if Kevin could get, shed any light on that. Thank you, Shane. Yeah, thanks, Shane. Um, well, I don't. I never speak directly about academic or medical issues with such, about student athletes unless the parents or the student athlete has granted permission to do so, or if they've granted it through the school and the school uh, announces, uh, re, you know, or releases it or allows media to release it. But I will tell you uh, that, and I just said it before we went to the break, that they're sorting through a couple of things right now affecting players' availability next season. So, uh, you know, I'm not going to speak specifically, again, to academics, medical, eligibility. I'm not going to use those words, but availability, I'll use that one. So you can make it that way you will, but they are sorting through a couple of things. I think one of the results could be that a player could end up redshirting uh, who's on campus right now. 
so that's one of the possible outcomes of a couple of things that are going on. Um, and so, you know, that's as far as I'll say on it. That's, you know, that's a little bit of information. It's, it's not specific. So I'm honoring uh, what the staff wants in terms of, you know, what's, what gets out and, and when. And I think once some of these things are resolved, uh, then, we'll be, then, then fans will know more because we'll be able to say more about it. Uh, but right now, that's the, the wishes of everybody on how to handle it, and I'm going to I'm going to follow the leader on that one. I think uh, there's kind of a, a, an interesting aspect of redshirting. Uh, you you wouldn't think that you'd see many basketball players redshirt, Mm-mm. but uh, Monday when um, we didn't have any guests and it's July 3rd, you're looking <laughs> and, and Ray Tucker got Preston Laird on. He's an assistant coach at Little Rock. And he brought up the point that um, you know, you're talking about redshirting freshmen. Now, perhaps you know a guy that's uh, a three-star or three-and-a-half. He's not a four- or five-star. You redshirt him. You play him some as a freshman. And then as a sophomore, if you've retained him, he becomes that 20-year-old that you're looking in the transfer portal for. But instead, he's right there on campus. Could that eventually be a trend where you see redshirting a guy every now and then which might lead to his development to keep him on your team? Yeah. You know, at Arkansas, I don't, I mean, for, for the rate, for the basketball program at Arkansas, um, I, I don't know if that's going to be a, a, a preferred option simply because of the remake of the roster every year. Yeah. Uh, but sometimes circumstances might dictate where someone needs to red shirt. And so even if that may not be a preference, it may be what you're left with. And, and then you've got a guy that's been in your program with a year of getting stronger, learning your system, uh, getting to practice with other against other players that are that are competing on the high major level that season, and so there could be some benefits there. But I don't know that that in the basketball program in Arkansas that that's going to actually be something that they use as a you know a way to develop players. And and uh, and I think one of the things when you look at what Arkansas does in the portal, the difference between a guy who redshirts is he still doesn't have any experience at the high major level against live bullets, uh, pardon the pun, and guys that are in the portal typically have one, two, maybe three or four years even of experience playing Division One basketball. So there's still a major difference there. I get that. Plus, I know at Arkansas, you're not going to recruit a player that's less than a four-star. I get that. But, but you're also seeing four-stars come for a year and leave. And uh, it doesn't seem to be problematic because – they keep winning and they keep bringing more players in, but I don't know if eventually that catches up to you or not. If you keep recruiting four stars and after a year they leave. Yeah, I mean, you know, to me, when you know, look when you look at Arkansas's class this year, uh, so far, you know, six six uh, players out of the transfer portal yeah. that have been announced. There's a seventh one, like I keep referring to, that's unnamed right now, and you had two out of the high school uh, signing class early on. The year before, Arkansas had six freshmen and brought in five transfers. But since Eric Melsman's been at Arkansas, he's always had a heavy class of transfers. But it's kind of been on and off, one year on, one year off, with large numbers out of the high school uh, recruiting. So I think, you know, the one consistent thing is he's going to hit that portal hard and heavy, but that doesn't mean each year you're going to see a lot of high school signees. And so, uh, again, the the value of those experienced Division One players is at a premium. It's not just going on at Arkansas. Eric Musman's one of the best at balancing that and figuring out when and how he needs to do it. 
Um, but but it's a you know it's something that's throughout college basketball now. More teams, more and more teams are catching up on how to do it and have success with it. Now, correct me if I'm wrong, gentlemen, but uh, with basketball, there is no grace period as you have in football, where you can play in four games and still retain your red shirt. In basketball, if you play that, I mean, you've you've burned a season. Is that not correct? Not necessarily. Uh, if you play a, a limited amount of games and you become injured, well, yeah. you, then you can you can apply for and receive a medical hardship. Right. You're talking about a true red shirt, so you're right. Uh, it's not applicable. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So to me, the the perfect uh, player, if you will. I would think, Kevin, if you were talking about a straight red shirt, now I, I don't know how this would set with this young man, but when you look at the guard position, how heavy it is coming in from the transfer portal, uh, that is Layden Blocker. To me, Layden is going to have to fight to get some playing time. Would it not be better to red shirt him? But I'm not sure if that's what Layden Blocker would want. Yeah, most players want to play, right? And opportunities to play. Uh, I just don't think at Arkansas you're gonna you're gonna see an intentional red shirt for the purpose of of developing guys that way. And maybe right. it may be circumstances that create a red shirt, but it won't be in, you know by design or intention. And so I, I you know we can debate the merits of red shirting. Players used to do it all the time, especially when there was veteran guys ahead of them and they weren't going to play. And it's just a different era now. And I think Layden Blocker. I don't know what role he's going to have, and I don't, you know, I'm not going to count him out of a rotation. But I think he's a guy from everything I'm hearing. I think Arkansas staff is pleased with what they've seen. He's earned the respect of the veteran guys. I think he's a guy that might just play a little bit. I don't know what. Again, I'm not. I don't want to overstate what his role might be. Uh, but I, I don't see a, a pathway for him to redshirt now. If I, if, if 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 that happens, that means Mulsman's changed his way of thinking and how he does things since he's been at Arkansas. Well, another example to me, I, I, you know, he's got to get all of his affairs in order. But Bay Fall, I think with Lawson, uh, Chandler Lawson, who they added, Arkansas added the other day, or well, maybe it's been more of a week now. But that to me would, would put Bay Fall in a situation where if you could redshirt him now, let him get everything in order, and then a year of development. Because he needs to develop without any question. If they fall red shirts, it'll be a, a circumstance of him not being able available to play this year. It won't be by intention gotcha. for development. Gotcha. Although that could be a result of something like that, right? Right. And just because that's not your intent, if they have to red shirt for any reason, you hope they develop. You hope they get stronger, learn it from practice, get better. So. All right, Kevin. 